Predictions are dangerous. We absolutely need more inventory. The Fed doesn't actually have a lot of tools to regulate inflation. That cash has dried up. Wow, is my first thought, Bruce. If both parties don't win, it doesn't happen. The Real Look. Trending News. G'day. Today's Wednesday, July 19th. I'm Bruce Hardy. And I'm Chase Williams. And this is the news you need to know. Well, Chase, huge news this past week. Former Kellowian CEO Mark Willis came home. And this is pretty amazing, actually, because Mark brings a tremendous amount of knowledge and institutional know-how back to Keller Williams. So what are your thoughts about this move? Well, I mean, Mark's been in the game for a really long time, over 32 years, and the majority of those with Keller Williams. So not only does he bring a wealth of knowledge around the real estate industry, but he marries that with a wealth of knowledge around who we are as a company at our core. He was key ingredient to developing some of that, right? You know, Mark is credited with taking Keller Williams in part from a regional company to, you know, a national company and beyond. I think that it's a big win for Keller Williams to have him back in a role that is going to be directly beneficial and valuable to the leadership team at our company. I know there's been a little bit of quote-unquote drama regarding Mark in recent years and another company in particular trying to recruit him away from Keller Williams. What are your thoughts around all of that? Well, Mark really never left us. I had the opportunity to meet with him last week and one, he's very excited about this, but he said, you know, he said, I never left. I've been a franchisee this entire time. You know, there was a lot of speculation about him going to this other company and he said, I never accepted any offer. I was certainly offered it and I was considering it. So it's pretty fascinating. I think that drama's all put to bed now. And I think there's a huge opportunity. Again, Jay Papazan calls this the curse of knowledge. When you know something, you assume everybody else knows what you know. And with the tremendous growth we've had over the last 20 years, Mark was a part of it, but there's a lot of people who don't yet know who he is. And I think his role as a strategic consultant is going to be massive support for Mark King and the rest of the executive team. So congratulations to Mark Willis and congratulations to Keller Williams. Absolutely, Bruce. I mean, Mark is a really charismatic guy. He can totally add value in any room that he would ever enter. And let's be frank, Bruce, like it's been a challenging time for leadership in general in the world. So adding another qualified and proven leader to our team, if you will, even if it's in a consulting role, is going to be a huge lift to, it would be to anyone. And in this case, it's going to be to Keller Williams. Absolutely. It's all hands on deck. Well, Chase, U.S. inflation hits a two-year low, and that showed up, by the way, as rent prices have declined. In fact, last month, the CPI rose 3% year over year, which was lower than May's 4%. And obviously, that's good news because the goal of the Fed has been to get that down to 2%. So we're certainly heading in the right direction. Do you have any thoughts about what's going on there with the CPI? Well, Bruce, I think it's important to note here that the CPI, the inflation number that we're talking about here, is still going up. It's not going down. It's just going up less than it did last month. Now, that is good news. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to throw cold water on what we might think of as good news. I say that because there's a lot of indication that the Federal Reserve is going to kind of continue along the pathway that they're on. Why? Because although it may be slowing, it's still moving up and it's a long ways from that kind of 2% 
magic number that they're wanting it to be at, right? So what that says is that we'll take any good news we can in relation to inflation, and yet there's still a lot of work to be done and a long way to go, if you will, regarding what the Fed wants to accomplish. So I anticipate that even though this might be considered a positive news story, that the Federal Reserve is likely to raise the rate again when they meet. We talk about the CPI rate, and really that's the blended rate, which includes fuel and food, right, which is highly volatile. And yet core CPI, it actually advanced 4.8% from last June. However, that is the lowest since 2021, but still above the Fed's target of 2%. Now, if you look at the indices that actually increased in June, they include things like shelter, right, which is housing, and that includes rent, motor vehicle insurance, apparel, recreation, and personal care. The indices that actually decreased were airline, airfares, communication, used cars and trucks, and household furnishings and operations were among those that actually did decrease. So it's a mixed bag. But I think the thing that is most important for us in the real estate business is that shelter, which is the largest category, posted a sizable increase, rising 7.8% year over year. Now, by the way, that was down from 8%, and it accounted for more than 70% of the total increase in the all items, less food and energy index, which was up 0.2% in June. Again, like you said, we take the good news, and yet we need to understand that we're not where we need to be. So I agree with you. I think we're going to see the Fed continue to raise rates as the year goes on. The Fed doesn't have specific tools impacting the housing market. For example, when they started raising rates, although they did have some success in slowing demand, they also had what I believe is unintended success in locking a bunch of homeowners into the low rates that they already had because it went up so quickly. So now, even though we've slowed demand, we've also cooled supply and therefore housing prices remain strong and are contributing to a persistent level of inflation. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, again, I think there's a lot of speculation that they'll continue to raise rates. We'll have to see what that does to both demand and supply, knowing now that it's actually had an impact on that. I saw that your buddy, Lawrence Yun said low inflation means low mortgage rates, therefore decelerating consumer prices could steadily lift home sales and increase home production in a few months. He said, moreover, with so many empty apartment units under construction, rents could plateau by this time next year. I think that we've got people who are effectively locked in because of their low mortgage rates. So whether or not it cools things down and increases supply, I, I'm not really sure I agree with Lawrence. He's you know, advocating that they're paying too much attention to lagging measures. And I don't necessarily disagree with that statement, but what specific factors should they be looking at into the future if you're suggesting that? That's the news you need to know. Don't miss this Friday's Northern Lights episode, where we'll interview Krista Hopkins with Keller Williams Columbia Basin in Kennewick, Washington. Thanks again for tuning in with us on The Real Look. This podcast is produced by Marissa Frost. Visit kwnwr.com to access the show notes from today's episode. Head over to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe to The Real Look. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week 
with a breakdown of all things real estate.